0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Remarkably Us, the podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Roan, sober gal living in Southern California, navigating the ins and outs of life, trying to do my fucking best. After my great breakdown of 2019, I have been journeying through divorce, sobriety, relationships, healing journeys, and now we're just like adding more things onto this, right? Now co-parenting three children, add in a platonic life partner and a tiny home. What could go wrong? <laughs> Trying to figure out the meaning of life. Go. So, it's been a beautiful beautiful weekend. It's Sunday morning and I'm going to just record and post this right away. Um the oldest of my well previous nanny kids now co-parenting children turned 11 on Friday. So we had her birthday stuff this weekend. And of course, any birthday or milestone or a big event really, you know, it get, has that opportunity and it usually tends to lead down a trip, you know, down memory lane, uh, you know, and so this, these kids' birthdays always lead me down those memory lane trips from when I first met them. And especially, you know, with the oldest turning 11. When I first met her, she was this adorable, fiery little five-year-old girl going into her first year of kindergarten. And now she's going to be going off to middle school next year. These kids have absolutely changed my life. They show you the purity of the world, the joy and the small things. And it's so fascinating to watch them grow and mold into the people and the adolescents and the adults that they're going to be. There's just so much love and light and wonderful energy surrounding, you know, me and this family and, you know, my existence over the last you know couple of months, I just feel this like inspiration and this wonderful, like, beginning of a new time energy. It's been amazing. So I'm in the tiny home. I'm kind of hiding out a little bit, that she had a sleepover. So there's like eight girls in the house. And so Kira's on pancake duty and I'm, I'm hiding out and tapping into my creativity. I've found that mornings have been the height of my creativity lately. I've been writing almost every morning, And starting off my day, you know, with my thoughts and the birds chirping, just filled with immense gratitude for how far I've come. I, as I've talked in, you know, previous episodes this year, a girl has been trying to find some fucking balance and, you know, really trying to incorporate, okay, what are the things that make me, me, the things that I need in my life to be, you know, my whole present self that I need to do every day, every week. And, you know, how can I incorporate that into co-parenting and, you know, raising, helping to raise these three kids and, you know, still see my friends and maintain, you know, um, my, you know, growing romantic relationship that I have right now. And how do I do all of that, you know, and also have a career and work. And so I've just been like reshifting the things that I, have been doing I want to really quickly before I kind of dive into today's episode I want to talk about you know something my therapist has been really trying to you know we've been working on helping me lessen my anxiety and my OCD tendencies and because there's been so many changes in the last oh well, gosh for everyone you know but you know, for me since the beginning of the year with this move and like really fully 100% integrating myself into this, you know, platonic life partner, co-parenting role, I've had to completely readjust my, what my days look like. And so I'm finding that, like that motivation and that really that creativity and, and, um, you know, finding ways to do that without diving into that anxiety cycle that I, that I have and, you know, finding the, the right places in, and every single day to get those little things done that I need to. So my, in my mornings, you know, I start my mornings off with my first hour being, you know, by myself and I can look at my schedule, but now I'm only allowed to look at my planner twice a day. <laughs> my therapist is like, you get bitch, you get this two times a day. So now I'm like, okay. So, you know, our new plan is to look at my planner once, you know, once in the morning and once at night. And in the morning I can write what I have to do that day on a sticky note. And that's what I have for the day. She's like, you know what your schedule is for the day. It's in your head. Take a little sticky note, write your, to, you know, your big main to do's for that day on the sticky note and take that. And then at the end of the day with my evening routine, I always schedule out and plan the next day. So then I can take that time with my planner to reflect on the day and kind of plan out what the next day is going to look like. So, been trying to do that. It's actually it's really working. I'm like I just through the last 3 years I have been trying to find that, you know, really deep mindfulness and presence in every single day. And Unfortunately, I get wrapped up in these anxiety cycles where I have so many things that I want to get done and so many goals and and like aspirations for every day. And I end up spending so much time re-going over what I have to do and when I'm gonna do them and how I could possibly fit everything in. I go over those and rewrite them so many times that I'm wasting these huge chunks of my day. So just trying to like reformulate how to get not everything done because not everything has to be done out in one day. Um, But how to get those really important things done uh, for myself, for my mental health, for my, for work, for the kids and for, you know, um, my partnership and, and still be able to be present and be mindful, you know, throughout the whole day. So I've just been like really loving this energy, you know, that's kind of come up over the last couple of weeks and I'm feeling so much gratitude. So rant over today, I, so I'm sitting and writing. I want to take a little portion of the book I'm writing again, because as I'm, as I'm writing it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to talk about this. I've talked about this, yada, yada. I mean, I can't talk about the entire thing because then it wouldn't be like this grand, amazing, beautiful, wonderful work of art that it is when I publish it. But there are some really relevant things and important topics that I just, I'm like, I can't wait to talk about. So I'm taking little snippets from it. And I want to share that with you guys kind of right as I'm, you know, through what I'm going through with my, you know, in my life. And as I'm kind of finishing up this book, now two lessons that I, in the book that I talk about are, do not diminish your light and your truth for anyone and connection and storytelling is key to living a fulfilled life. Those are two of, of the lessons. As I talked about in the, in the last episode, I've been doing a ton of research and I really want to keep sharing these little snips as I write it with things that I'm like going through, like, this is it. This I need to talk about this. So I'm going through. And there is a quote from Brene Brown's book, The Gifts of Imperfection. And it defines the word belonging as this Belonging is the innate human desire to be part of something larger than us. Because this yearning is so primal, we often try to acquire it by fitting in and by seeking approval, which are not only hollow substitutes for belonging but often barriers to it because true belonging only happens when we present our authentic, imperfect selves to the world. Our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self acceptance. (laughs) I'm like doing that mind blown, like, you know, thing with my head right, right in my hand right now, before you can dive into deep and meaningful connections you have to have that same level of deep and meaningful connection to yourself. That's why I have both of these as lessons in the book and why I have do not diminish your light and your truth for anyone right before connection and storytelling is key to living a fulfilled life. Because before you can really dive into those meaningful and deep and true connections and telling your story, you have to know what that story is yourself. You have to be able to have connected to yourself, your story, wholly and and authentically, and as Brene, you know, as she as she puts it in her book, imperfectly, your authentic and imperfect self. So, three years ago, just about this, you know, little little more than three years ago, I began to peel myself out of an identity that I had thought i fit in for my entire life really and wiped the slate clean and started to write in all these new pieces of myself that i either just started to bring in or had been there all along i just couldn't see them i didn't know about them i have said you know multiple times i always refer to this as you know when you break down all of those walls and all of that all the bullshit filters that we build up through life and uh, you get to know yourself really and truly. And I really spent the entirety of my life fitting into the mold of whatever situation I needed to. I guess we could blame that, right? I'm like, let's blame my parents. But no, we can blame that on, you know, multiple different factors moving around so much as a kid, uh, being vastly different from anyone around me or in my family, you know, really that I thought, right? I mean, I just, I was so used to being a chameleon and someone that really prided myself on being able to mold into any situation and thrive. Well, yes, these are good skills to be able to be adaptive to your environment. Um, they can also strip away the truth behind your shell and leave you confused about who is actually underneath all of that. So when I first started on this journey of vulnerability and opening a new chapter after my divorce and through my sobriety, what I found myself in was stuck in this unclosed cycle. As you know, I previously, you know, if I previously talked about, I had done the work, right? So I thought I had left a horrible marriage and realized that sobriety was key to being present and fully grasping the idea of life and others. You know, I continued a beautiful meditation and yoga practice, like really stripping into a spirituality that I never knew existed. I always put, you know, religion and spirituality in a category that I was like, not for me. I'm not really well and true as you know, to this day, I'm not so to speak religious and that I don't personally believe in a God or, um, you know, as of right now, who knows where my mind will be at in 10 years, but you know, as of right now, I stick to spirituality and energies and things like that. And so it was the beginning of, that was the beginning of something great the idea that you know of my energy linked to others the bigger picture of life and all these ideas and thoughts that i had swirling in my head but i was missing the key piece there and that's why i say i was i was stuck in this unclosed cycle i was missing the connection and the storytelling piece so I had done all of this work to begin to figure out who I was authentically and imperfectly and connect to myself and um you know really step into my truth but I was missing that the piece that closes that loop and once that happened I began to really solidify my feelings to realize just how many others ride that same wavelength and share in those experiences and emotions, just like mine. It seems seems dumb or silly, you know, that like the big thing I had, you know, I was missing. I'm like, why am I doing all this work and still like stuck in the same rut? And like, you know, I feel like I've been, you know, it's kind of like, You know, if you, you know, are working out really, really hard, but you're kind of eating like shit still, right? You're not going to see that full result. You're going to be closer to it than you were before. You know, you might see some changes. You might start to feel better, but you're not going to close that loop and really start to see and feel the full effects of, you know, eating well and, you know, and exercising, getting that activity in as you would with just one or the other. So I'm like, it seems dumb that, you know, the whole time (laughs) what I had been missing was just talking. Now I could talk. I have, I have a fucking podcast where all I do is talk about myself (laughs) so I can talk. That's never been an issue. I've, I can, I can speak about anything, but I never spoke about my past, my struggles, my desires, my fears, what I longed for. Granted, I wasn't given the emotional toolbox as a child to put those thoughts and feelings into words. But as I began to write about them more and think about them myself, it started to give them a voice that then I began to share with, you know, friends, family, and then the world, because now I put it on the internet. I started to, close that loop and realize that that was that connection. That was that missing piece was finding your light, finding your truth, and then sharing it. There's a quote in the book, Tuesdays with Maury. Now this is a book. I go back to this book almost every single year. It's A wonderful, wonderful book. I've gifted it to dozens of people. Uh, It's just, oh, such a beautiful work of art. So there's a quote in the book, Tuesdays with Maury, a a conversation between Mitch and Maury, where Maury says, and Maury is the old, the dying professor. Um, He says, remember what I said about finding a meaningful life. I wrote it down, but now I can recite it. Devote yourself to loving others. Devote yourself to your community around you and devote yourself to creating something that gives you purpose and meaning. When I think about connection and storytelling, I think about this. Now, literature has a way of taking you to another time and place entirely. Books and writing have always been a mark of who I am to my core. Sometimes you read a piece so beautiful and so inspiring that it potentially changes your life. An author can lay out their heart and soul on paper to transport you into their world. This is what we have to do to connect. In a book like this one, Tuesdays with Maury, I often wonder why... Why has this had such an impact on my life? A dying old professor sitting with a former student telling him the meaning behind life. In this quote that grabs me every time, you know, I mean, there's a million in the book that I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like highlighting, underlining, circle, writing it. This quote grabs me every time I read the book. I'm reminded that our lives are not simply about us. They are about creating beautiful existence for you and for those around you. It is about finding your light, finding the thing that sets your soul on fire, and then sharing that with the world. We all have a story to tell. Every single one of us. That has been... Just the most amazing part of this journey in the last couple of years with starting you know beginning to tell my story, and the practice of doing that makes me more open and and increases my um you know my ability to sit with vulnerability and share my story and talk to others about you know what I've gone through and you know my thoughts and my feelings and things like that and and how that opens up the level of connection to others is absolutely. It's beautiful. And until we start, until we start to tell our stories, we will be continued to be separated and isolated from each other. So I think what, what I love about this connection between these two things, right? Finding your light and your truth, not letting anyone diminish that. And then how connection and storytelling are absolutely vital to living a whole and fulfilled life. You have to find people who you trust with your story and start to talk, have the uncomfortable conversations. And for me, I think, you know, as I'm looking back, I'm like, you know, it just, God brings a smile to, you know, brings a smile to my face, thinking about how long I've been, you know, doing this and, And writing and then, you know, the process of starting to share it, but I wasn't comfortable talking about my emotions or talking through my vulnerability or, you know, really speaking about things that have happened in my life. And until I was ready, what I think helped get me there was writing and reading other people's stories, listening to other people's um stories and writing mine down so my advice if you aren't ready to speak them yet write them down write your story down and when you're ready give it to someone that you love and you trust because you never know who might really really need to hear it okay you guys I think that's it. A uh, little quick, little quick and simple. I cannot wait for the rest of this book to be finished. And as we go through, I will give little snips, you know, as as I write it. But it's been it's been so incredible and eye opening to to get your thoughts and your feelings and and what's inspired you and. Uh, you know, what motivates you down onto paper or, you know, to, to write it, to paint it, to say it, to sing it, to, you know, the beauty of, of creativity is just, it's a meaning. That's the meaning of life. All right, you guys, I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening. If you think this episode would help anyone, please share And if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Instagram at remarkably underscore us. You can also check out my website, remarkablyus.com for past blogs and episode links and information all on how to live your most remarkable life possible. Remember, be kind and you are wildly capable of anything that you want. Have an amazing day. I love you. Bye.